This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Beauty Podcast. This is Deepa Barrar. I'm here with Sophie Van Tiglin today. We are doing a podcast all about healing your body through diet. Now, Sophie, I found because of Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, which you guys all know, um, wrote the book that I followed when I went through the alopecia. If you guys are following me from the alopecia videos that I did on YouTube or the What I Eat in a Day AIP videos, you guys are definitely going to want to listen to this interview. Or if you're going through any sort of body issues um, where you need to kind of make that connection between health and body and healing your body... Sophie is the perfect person to listen to. She's the author of the cookbook, The Autoimmune Protocol Made Simple, as well as she has a blog called asquirrelinthekitchen.com. How are you doing today, Sophie? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Deepa, for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be talking with you and your followers. I'm so excited to have you on. I was taking a look at your cookbook and I'm so, I definitely want to make the no-fail turmeric tortillas. They look so good. They look good and they are really good too. <laughs> I mean, anybody that knows that has been on the AIP diet or knows about the AIP diet, you know that you're not really supposed to have any grains. So I'm so glad that you found a way to make tortillas because that just makes my life so much more simple. Yeah. And you know, tortillas are really my go-to uh, lunch item, like lunch on the go, because it's so useful. You can yes. put pretty much anything you want in there and it's always so good. And it's so easy to travel with too. Like you can kind of make a wrap, you know, like it's, it's kind of hard. Like that's one part I find on the AIP diet. Like when you have to run out for a second, like it's kind of hard to like carry, you know, a giant salad with you. So it's nice that there, you can, you can do that with the tortillas and it's a lot easier. Yes, absolutely. So, okay, we are going to talk about um, all sorts of things in this uh, episode. First, I want to go through a breakdown of what the AIP diet is, if you can kind of explain that to the listeners. Yes, so the AIP uh, or the autoimmune protocol or the autoimmune paleo or the anti-inflammatory anti, anti, um, anti diet, sorry, um, it's all pretty much the same thing. And it means that it's, it's, it's a diet, a template, an elimination and reintroduction diet designed to restore a healthy um, gut, a healthy digestion, to improve your nutrient absorption, and to calm down the, the reaction of your immune system who's attacking your body. And when, when you remove all the food that make you sick and that create a, a reaction inside of you, it gives a chance to your body to, to calm down and, and to heal at a deep cellular level. I definitely felt the effects of that when I went through the alopecia and I started the AIP diet. I could definitely tell that it was healing my body. Um, and I know that I was on it for about two months and then I've started to notice that my hair stopped falling out. Now, um, what other diseases is the AIP diet good for? Well, I have a very short answer for you. It's for all diseases because the, the diet is not a, a disease-specific um, treatment. It's, it's a template that is going to heal your gut, which means that you are going to address all kinds of, of diagnosis because all autoimmune disease pretty much follow the same um, origination. It, it starts in the gut. Um, you know, have you heard about um, the, the leaky gut? 
Um, you know, we, we talk very often about leaky gut when in conjunction with autoimmune disease, which means actually an intestinal permeability. Mm-hmm. And, and this is creating uh, some kind of overreaction of your immune system, which instead of protecting you, um, creates autoantibodies who attacks you, attacks some organs or, or some tissues. And depending on which organs are the target of the autoantibodies, um, for example, in my case, they are targeting my thyroid, then you will have a different diagnosis. But, you know, the mechanism at, at the core of autoimmune disease is, is pretty much the same for all of them, which is kind of a good news because it means the diet is going to be good for everyone, you know, suffering from an autoimmune disease. Um, I'm just going to get you to hold your um, your mic a little bit. It's kind of moving around a lot. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. Now, okay, so if the autoimmune diet is good for... Um, kind of getting rid of inflammation in the body and healing your body. Why is it that there is a reintroduction phase? Why don't we just end why don't we just stay on it permanently? Yeah, that that is such a very good question, Deepa. Well, it's because you don't want to live on a very restricted diet for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, That's it's not very the, hard. That, <laughs> that, that is not the purpose. The purpose is to give a break to your body during the elimination phase while you are going to heal. And, and once you are healed, and hopefully your gut is not going to be so leaky anymore, mm-hmm. so you will be able to reintroduce foods to which you were reacting before. So this is the process. So you know, elimination diet, the phase um, to heal, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring your body back up to a level where you will be able to tolerate uh, foods again. This this doesn't mean that you can eat gluten again. By the way, yeah, that 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 stays a big no no. Um, yeah. But you know you will be able to reintroduce coffee, chocolate, maybe some grains, some nightshades like tomatoes, potatoes, rice, um, and it will look different for everyone. Yeah, I've noticed that um, you know ever since I um, finished the AIP diet and introduced things back in. You know, every now and then if I'll go and I'll have some gluten and I go like, you know, because you have moments where you you miss certain things I used to eat. And I noticed that if I have like a couple of days where I'm just going crazy and eating gluten, my body definitely, definitely feels it and will show mm. me that, you know what, no, this is not good for you. And, and the more you clean up your diet, the more you clean up your, your body the more you are going to react after to the foods that are you are really not supposed to eat. Oh, that's very interesting. So why don't you tell us about your story and sort of what led you to going on to the AIP diet? <clears throat> so my story, um, you know, for some people, autoimmune disease start during their youth very gradually. And for other people like me, it just came on, came on just like this, like overnight. And that's what happened. Um, in 2009, after a surgery, um, I started having overnight like panic attacks, severe anxiety, insomnia, painful thyroid. It, it just came on, boom, on at once. And um, after you know going to the hospital and, and uh, running some tests with doctors back and forth and looking and wondering what's happening, finally I got my diagnosis, which was was Hashimoto's. Oh, okay. So which is 
an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. Mm -hmm. So um, I was put on a thyroid medication and I started a gluten-free diet. I thought it would be enough. Right. And so, um, so this was in 2009. So life goes on and, you know, I'm kind of hanging in there. Uh, but it was actually never like, I, I never felt really good. And then in 2012, I started having like very severe joint pain, but really crippling. I couldn't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was in a bad place. And so I started looking on the internet, looking for answers. I ended up finding Sarah Ballantyne, exactly like you did. Oh, yeah. And, and other famous bloggers uh, in the autoimmune community, like Mickey Trescott and um, Eileen Laird from Phoenix Helix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, I had nothing to lose. I was in so much pain and I decided to, to, to give it a try. And that's how I started the autoimmune protocol. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that Hashimoto's like a lot of people will find some good success when they follow AIP with that disease. Well, in my experience and the interactions I've had with my followers, um, it's rare that someone is not going to find good success with the the diet. And, And when it's the case or if you don't, you know, if your symptoms don't go away or if you hit a plateau and things are getting better, then it's time to look at other co-infections that might be hindering your healing, like um, maybe you are dealing with um, like an infection like, you know, H. pylori or, um, you know, you are suffering from mold uh, exposure. There is always something behind that will um, stop or impair your healing. And so, but, but usually the diet, I haven't seen someone who didn't benefit from the diet. Yeah, you know, when I was going through the alopecia and I did research and research and research and watched so many videos and read so many articles, and then I came across this one kid who uh, he posted a video about how he was following the diet and then he was talking about the one little patch of hair that was missing on his head and then he posted a follow-up and he had been doing it for a couple of weeks and then his hair, he could feel it starting to grow back. I thought, oh my gosh, this seems like like you just won the lottery, you know, finding out about this diet and that it could be like too good to be true. Just by changing your diet simply that you could, you know, reverse disease in your body. And it just, you know, when I was like, you know, you have nothing to lose. Give it a try. On top of everything else I was doing, the supplements, taking care of my stress levels, exercising, meditation, all that stuff that we were talking about before. And Mm -hmm. I added the diet to it and it was like, and it worked. And it was just, you know, it just makes me kind of upset that, you know, that, that a lot of people don't know that there's a link between disease and diet. And how has our, our diet gotten that bad? It makes me mad that our diet has gotten that bad that, and it just seems so normal to be, to be eating pizza and French fries and all these kind of things. And it's completely normal to have, I'm not going to name the big brands, but the big brand fast food, you know, chains and, and that's the staple diet in, in the Western society. But really those diets are so heavily linked to disease in our bodies. And it just, you know, I just want everybody to know you know, that, that health and, and taking care of your nutrition will make such an impact on your body. Yes, it's true. When, when you have experienced the healing power of good food, whole food, healthy food, that when you are on the other side, 
the answer seems to be so simple and yet sometimes it's so difficult to, to yes. be able to make the right food choices. But I would like to mention, and I think it's important, uh, we can't make the, the AIP also a, a miracle cure. Mm-hmm. Like some people, the, the diet will be enough and it will be enough to keep them off medication. And for some other people, the diet alone won't be enough, but it will exactly. allow them to maybe reduce their medication or switch to another medication. Yes. So it, 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 the, the, the results will be different for everyone, yes. but, but you, you can't go wrong by, by eating healthy food and cleaning up your diet and cleaning up your body and lowering the systemic inflammation. It, you, yes, know, no. you, will, you will give a chance to your body to do what it's supposed to do, try to heal. No, I, I definitely agree. Like, I mean, when people ask me what it was that I did that grew my hair back, I can't say one thing. I can't say it was just one thing. You know, you have to try a combination of everything that you can possibly try. If you're in a situation where you have an autoimmune disease or any other type of disease, you have to, it's, it's up to you to take care of your health and it's up to you to try everything that you can in your power to heal your body. Not just, mm-hmm. not just one thing, but, um, uh, so I, going back to one thing that you had mentioned where it's like, you know, it seems simple to go on the diet, but it's actually really hard. I found that now that I went on it and then I slowly, you know, did the, um, the reintroduction, uh, phase and having gone through a period of such, uh, restriction and I myself having grown up, not eating a very healthy diet at all ever, it was, it's been a struggle to find a balance. So going one way and then going back the other way. And then now I'm finding that I can tell if I eat something bad, I can feel it in my body a lot more than before I went went on the AIP diet, or maybe I'm more aware of it. Um, But I can definitely tell I'm more attuned to it now. And finding that balance, how, how, what, what sort of advice can you give to people that are listening that are kind of in my situation where you have to kind of come back to life afterwards and you have to be able to navigate real life and, and social situations um, once you've figured out what your trigger foods are? Mm-hmm. So that's a very good question. And, and again, the answer is going to be different for everyone because so when you reintroduce the foods one by one, you will quickly realize which food you can afford to eat and which food you definitely have to stay away from. Mm-hmm. So you will, you will create your own customized diet after. For example, I know that I need to stay away, unfortunately, from very dark chocolate because I will oh. react to it. Wow. Um, I need to stay away from rice. If I eat too much of it, I will start to react. And I have a few items like that, a few ingredients that I have to stay away from. But um, so what does life look like on the other side? Um, well, for a long time, I stayed very strict, actually, because I was kind of a little bit afraid to start the reintroductions. Okay. And, and so that's a message I would like to tell everyone that, again, the, the autoimmune protocol is not supposed to last forever. And the goal for mm-hmm. you is to expand your diet as much as you can after. Um, and then, you know, for my, on, on my, from my experience, I feel so good when I pay attention to what I'm eating yes. that I definitely don't want to go back to eating all the junk uh, 
uh, sugary processed food I was eating before because exactly like you if I touch those foods now I will react very badly yes and I, I don't want I don't want to feel crappy um, oops could I say that oh, that's Is this a bad word no no it's fine you can say that that's fine uh, once again, what was the question? Because I feel like I'm digressing. No, no, you were answering it perfectly. I was just talking about like reintroducing, like how to how to like sort of navigate social situations. You know, where food is, you know, you're not really. In, I guess I could say like we, we are not really in control of the food. Well, okay, here I'll I'll just I'll just add another question to it right now. Mm. Okay, so now like when it comes to going out, um, just say to a friend's house or to a party um, where you're not really in control of what's being served. What, how do you deal with those situations? Mm -hmm. um, well, when I was in the strict elimination phase, I would definitely bring food with me wherever I would go. Um, I was not one of those person who can trust or easily ask questions to the server in a restaurant. I was always very self-conscious about, you know, the fact that I was eating so differently from, from the other people. Mm -hmm. So it might be different from you, for you, but I, I always felt a little bit isolated. And that was hard. Yeah. So I, in case of doubt, I would just order like a salad with, with nothing on it, no dressing and, and, and a piece of chicken, like, you know, seared in olive oil. And that was it. Um, then it's much easier when you go to a friend's house, I think, in my opinion, because it's a friend. So if you bring your own food, they, they won't think it's weird. They know you. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe if it's a very good friend, that person will also make sure that they have something uh, that you can eat, that they can prepare in advance. Yes. So I would say that maybe communication is key in all situations. And, and know your risk, know, know what, how you, will, you would feel if you were to, to stray from your diet. Yes. And then you decide if you want to take the risk. Yes, no, that's, that's so completely true. And, it, and I, it's true, if a person is a really good friend, they'll probably prepare a dish for you. Um, but I like that you said that about communication, because uh, like I, we were talking um, off air before, about, you know, I come from a South Asian Indian background, and uh, a lot of times people don't really discuss their problems or anything that they're going through. And I think it just takes so much stress off of yourself if you're open about what you're going through. Because then when you go to their house, you don't have to worry about, is everybody watching me? And, no, and they're watching that I'm not eating like five things out of the six that are on the table and I can only eat the one thing. Like, it's just better to just be open and honest. And, and yes, it is, it is, it can be a little bit isolating, but when you are open and honest, it, it kind of makes, it makes you feel a little less alone, I find. Yes, absolutely. And you are the perfect example to illustrate this advice, I think. Uh, you know, you. just be natural about it and don't act like something weird is going on or wishy-washy. Just act natural and, you know, life goes on. It's so true because you never know what the other person is going through. They could have an autoimmune issue as well that they've never talked about, but you being open about what you're going through allows them to open up about, you know, their own issues. So... Mm -hmm. I think it's always... Would, Sorry? Excuse me. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, you would be surprised that actually autoimmune disease is pretty common. And, and if the people you meet mm. don't have it, they, they might know someone who has an autoimmune diagnosis. That is very true. That's completely true. All right, so that brings us to the end of our episode. So if you guys want to find Sophie and all of her uh, information, you can check out a squirrel in the kitchen.com. That's her blog uh, as well as she has um, 
an Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest account. I'm going to link everything in the blog post uh, for this episode. And also check out the Autoimmune Protocol Made Simple cookbook. When is that releasing, Sophie? Uh, it's the sale date is June 12th. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) And where can they buy it? Uh, so it's available, um, online everywhere in the United States and also, um, in the UK, Australia and Canada. And online on your website? Well, so everybody can go to my blog and at the very top, there is an announcement for my new cookbook. And if you click on it, you will see all the the, the options to purchase or pre-order. At this stage right now, it's in the pre-order phase. And I would like to mention that there are free bonuses when you pre-order my cookbook uh, before uh, June 12th. Okay. And then you said US and UK is Canada in there as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Australia. And Australia. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the episode, Sophie. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. And I'm sure your cookbook is going to definitely help a lot of people out there. Oh, thank you so much, Deepa. No problem.